What's going on, everybody? Nate here. We did another podcast, and in the beginning, I actually talk about the prize that we gave away, the Predator Air Rush, so I won't talk about that too much right now, but uh, that was won by Morgan Lupton, and uh, the video for that drawing is actually on Facebook on the Cue It Up Network page, so we do have that live that we did, and uh, you can go and watch it if you would like. Uh, but, uh, yes, Morgan Lupton won that and that, uh, I guess drawing is done, but we are going to be giving away a custom carbon fiber shaft from white carbon next month as well. So there's still a really, really good prize. I'm going to try to reach out to different companies and see if they want to sponsor a prize every month. So we're going to have some really cool stuff coming in the future. And every single month you're going to be able to potentially win something, uh, as our support grows, uh, if it grows, I am hoping that I'm able to get multiple prizes every month. Maybe I can get one, two, three prizes every month. You know, maybe one month we'll have a JB case, a custom carbon fiber shaft, and uh, I don't know, a new house. I don't know, whatever, whatever. Hopefully, as our support grows, we're going to be able to give away some really awesome prizes to those who allow us to be able to do this. So uh, if you would like to get signed up for that as well, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash queue it up. And of course, as always, that link is going to be in the show notes as well. So you can, wherever you're watching this from, you can go to the description of the podcast and it will show up right then and there. Uh, but I want to give a shout out pl uh, to a couple of the newer Patreons. Uh, I don't know who a lot of these people are. Um... Well, I only know who actually one of them is, but uh, I, I'm only going to read off what they put into the, your Patreon because I don't want to give away their personal pay, uh, name if they don't have it on uh, the Patreon. So the great, uh, I'm not, I'm still not really sure what this is. Gabby, uh, maybe that's uh, that's probably not exactly it. I don't know. It's G A thirteen Y. So I'm I'm not a gamer apparently because. I'm sure that means something in gamer. Usually a one is an L and a three is a E, but may maybe the great Gailey, Gally. I'm I'm not totally sure. I'm very sorry, but you know what can I do? I'm an idiot. So bummer. Uh, thank you very much, and uh, James Hins. Thank you very much as well, and then James, who is actually going to be one of the uh, biggest supporters that we have. So thank you very 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 much to James. And then Ed Ladawi, he uh, owns Sandcastle Billiards in New Jersey and also uh, is the creator of the NBL. So thank you very much for jumping on board and supporting what we're doing here, Ed. A uh, very avid listener himself, and he's usually on all of the shows live on Facebook. So I want to thank all of you very, very much. And I'm not sure if I got uh, Ruben Chia or not. Uh, this is actually a – he's from Singapore, so that's kind of cool. We have our first Singaporean uh, Patreon which is pretty sweet. And uh, yes, I think that that wraps it up. So pretty awesome stuff. Thank you everybody for uh, the support. And of course, you're still going to have the opportunity to win a prize next month as well. So don't go anywhere. And I guess with that, I think that's all of the announcements I really want to get out of the way in the beginning. So uh, thank you very much for listening. And here is the podcast we did today with Jim Telfer and Melina Mike. I'm a real deal. I'll shoot your liver out and hand it to you. Y'all love Efren. What a legend, huh?
What? Uh, well, actually, uh, that's a good question, Jim. Who do you consider, like as a European, who do you consider the GOAT? European-wise, all time. Well, I think in, like Efren spent a ton of time in the U.S. And I think if you polled, let's say, a general consensus of the U.S., um, probably 25% would say Shane, 25% would say Earl, and I think probably like 40% would say Efren. And, to and me, then 10% I mean, would be like here or there. There's so, many different, there's so many different games and so many different disciplines and there's so many different formats that I don't think, I don't think you can name one. I mean, for me, for me, Errol's the greatest nine ball player that's ever lived and comfortably as well. Um, but do I consider him the greatest pool player that's ever lived? No. Um, because there's other players that were better than him at other games, you know? Um, Efren's always, I mean, the, the, always going to be the game matters for sure. The game yeah. makes a big yeah. difference. Exactly. Sure. So you, you, you have to take every single one of them. You know, the greatest breaker, the greatest breaker of the balls is going to be Shane. You know. Uh, well, yeah, but I mean, Efren's, you know, probably the, one of the the best, if not. Well, I think he's considered the best one pocket player, uh, at least by a lot of people. I mean, everyone's going to have their opinions, but a lot of people would put him in that top, like at least three all time. You know, and of course his his resume. In nine ball, you know, the thing that the thing know. that Ef, the thing with Efren is you'd put you'd put him probably in the top five of everything. Yeah, he's well, you know, I remember he's probably the only one that's in the top three or top five of everything. I remember whenever he was already washed up, like quote unquote, right, and then he ends up he was in the Philippines and snaps off a ten ball tournament. I think this was like in fifteen, I think, yeah. somewhere around then, and. I mean, to snap off a 10-ball tournament um, in the Philippines, <laughs> it's not a, it's not a coincidence. No. Yeah. No. yeah. So. There's some play, are there some good players in the Philippines? Is anybody? Can anybody there even play? A couple of shortstops. Yeah. I heard they have, I heard they have a couple of uh, – I heard they have a player that's going to be moving there pretty soon for about the next five years that plays well, okay. Permanent, permanent resident, apparently. Yeah, well. <laughs> He stayed here in the U.S. Seems like equal amount of time over the last five years. That's probably yeah, the, that's probably the issue. <laughs> yeah, right. It's part of it, I suppose. <laughs> well, we're going to be talking about that in just a little bit, but uh, I want to get a couple announcements out of the way in the beginning. I want to give a and actually I see him out there uh, right now. Morgan Lupton. We'll give a shout out to Morgan Lupton. He won the. Predator Air Rush, and that was shipped out this morning. So you should be getting that, I would think, pretty soon. And uh, I do want to thank everybody else that uh, took part in the Patreon. It's, it's it's honestly, it's the best way that we're able to continue doing what we're doing here and to be able to continue promoting the game full time. The Patreon program is the best way of doing that. If you're interested in getting involved with that, we are actually going to be giving away a, uh, I guess, next month, we're going to be giving away a carbon or a, a, a white carbon fiber shaft. So it's a new company that just uh, started up about two months ago. They are my personal Q sponsors, and we are going to be giving away a custom carbon fiber shaft from White Carbon. So that is going to be the prize for next month. So if you would like to get entered into the drawing for that, uh, you can join the podcast's Patreon I want to join because I need a I need a white break a white break shaft for my break queue. So, I'm well. If you ask really nicely, maybe you can get one, but it's going to have to be it's from rigged. Santa Claus. It's rigged Claus. because I should have won the last – I should have won the Predator Air. But whatever. You I'm should not going to complain. It's a good yeah. cue. Even I can go over balls with it. 
Yep. And uh, yeah, and I was pretty happy to see Morgan won. Well, I mean, I want to see everybody win one, but uh, he's been he's been a Patreon. He was one of the first Patreons I had, so he's been supporting for a long time and does a lot to help me out. So, well, it's definitely awesome. rigged in. so uh, i put in the comments there where you can join the podcast patreon basically all it is is you give a couple bucks a month uh all the way up to significant amounts more but uh basically it's just saying hey we appreciate what you're doing here's a couple bucks a month to keep you guys going so that is uh that is what the patreon program is and i guess we'll move on from there so today is apparently a uh there's a bonus today for stars like we never we don't ask for stars while we're doing this. We just kind of do the show. And if we get some stars, that's awesome. But apparently today there is going to be a bonus for a stars party. So it's a $50 bonus if you get like six people that send stars. So if you hate money and want to give us some stars, it might give us a bonus today. That'd be kind of sweet. I don't know. Ship it. Ship it's it. a thought. Yeah, ship some, st- sh- ship some stars. So six, six stars gets you a bonus of $50. But a star is like... 10 cents well, or something like that, no? Well, no, I, I think it, I think it's six people need to send stars. And then, yeah. yeah, so thank you very much, Sarah Schmidt. So we have one. I think my understanding is if you have six people that send them, it creates a stars party. And then once you get a stars party, they, you have to get like 600 stars combined. And then it's like, it's a $50 bonus. I don't know. I don't get, I don't get it. All I know is that this is going to tell me, oh, we're already at a stars party. Challenge your your audience has been challenged to send stars in the next five minutes encourage them to reach their goal so i don't really know what that means i don't know stars. we're in a stars party <laughs> Woo-hoo. anyways um i guess let's let's get jumped in oh thank you again to james modlin 50 stars kyle Boti, Boutte, sorry uh, 100 stars <clears throat> we're in a stars party all right let's talk some uh Let's talk some big stuff. I guess uh, let's start with Dennis. Um, Dennis overstayed his visa by one day, and the U.S. government said, ha ha, guess what? You're gone for five years. Now, uh, I don't know exactly what's going on behind the scenes, but to my understanding, there is a stable of people who are willing to fight on his behalf, hire a lawyer, and see what they can do to get him back significantly before then. Maybe we're talking a month or two outside of the country. But uh, that's kind of what we're we're looking at as far as uh, the ban. Mike, do you kn- did I miss anything that you know of? Mm, nope. But in a nutshell, I mean, he's being sent back home. So I know there. Phil made a post saying that they're optimistic for a few months. I'd be surprised. I would definitely take the over if the line was set at three months. Whether or not Dennis is going to be back in the states, um, just because of. In general, I think it's tough to go and get through all that red tape, but then you go and put it in the middle of a pandemic and then all this other BS that seems to be coming up here sooner than later. At least that's what it seems like, that we're going back to things being a little uh, hectic again. So um, I'd be surprised. But, you know, at the end of the day, Dennis plays great pool and there's guys who, you know, make money with for sure. Yeah, <laughs> he's a short Definitely uh, a promising up and coming. You know, guys make a lot of money with Dennis. You know, they put him in not just tournaments, but, you know, uh, <laughs> playing games on the side. So um, he's a big part of the economy when it comes to a few guys. So um, they're definitely going to be willing to do whatever they can. And I mean, listen, when you think about it, let's say it takes 
I'm just throwing out a number. Let's say it takes 20 grand. That's nothing for what, you know, they'll go and make with Dennis in, you know, a few weeks time. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm hoping they do. It's real unfortunate because I think that the future in general is really bright. Obviously, Dennis is a threat to go and make master of the table um, and snap off one of the major derby events, not to mention Currently the other. defending, right? He's the defending t- uh, champion of the table, right? Because I yeah, think well, he stole was, it away from Billy a... on the last day. Stole it away from Billy. Well, <laughs> I mean, B- Billy yeah, won. Yeah, yeah. At that point in time, I think Billy had taken second or third. In the, I think he took second in the banks, and he had won the – It came down the, to uh, like the the, nine the, Yeah, it was whether or not Dennis he, or he was going to win the, one. Yeah. He won the yeah. one pocket, and then he got uh, second or third in the banks. And, I mean, and he was still alive. I think he had no losses mm-hmm. going into like the seventh or eighth round. Um, and he ended up losing – like back-to-back matches or two out of three or something like that. And Dennis ended up, uh, I think Lee Van Corteza won, won it, didn't he? But D- Dennis got just deep enough to make it. Lee Van won the nine ball. But yeah, yeah. Dennis ended up winning, I think, on the last event. Um, but yeah, and I just that, but pick anywhere Dennis is going to go. And I don't care what the discipline is, whether it's bar table pool, big table pool, nine ball, ten ball, one pocket. Dennis is probably going to go top two in the Calcutta. No matter where he's going, anywhere in the country, so he's I think like an eight, eight twenty Fargo. So he's top, you know, five in the world. Um, it's real unfortunate, and I'm, I'm sure some guys are happy to, that his ass is going to be back in the Philippines. <laughs> but well, the guys uh, in the yeah. Philippines won't because he'll be hunting them for a bit of extra money while he's well, <laughs> I mean, Dennis has to get creative to go and make money. And if it was that easy, you know, he can, I, I'm sure he would go, love to go make a living over there, but yeah. it's not, you know, Dennis has a reputation. He's a, he's a fierce, you know, uh, money game King. And that's why he's got that nickname and you got to kind of give up the nuts whenever you go and play him, um, even over there. So yeah. Two more stars for a bonus, two more stars for a bonus. And we've only got 40 seconds. There you go. Is that what it's saying? <laughs> oh my goodness. We need two stars. How do we get two stars in 40 seconds? Is that really it? Oh, poo. I do got to give a, a shout out. To, um, uh, let's see here. Uh, Rob Shipman, Laura Berg, Rob Shipman again, and Tanner Pruis. Oh, go Tanner Pruis. What a guy. What a guy, Tanner Pruis. That's a game That's a game that you need to play when you get back over here, Jim. I want to see you and Tanner, Tanner Pruis line up sometime. That would be fun. Tanner, get to the Moscone Cup next year. That would be an awesome match to watch. You got the eight. <laughs> Tanner uh, plays good, man. I'm telling you, he plays. Really yeah, okay. Good. He's gonna have to if he does. If he wants to play, <laughs> play Moscone, he's gonna have to be able to drink as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tanner Pruis got to go drink for drink. <laughs> <laughs> what did did something happen? Did it go like crazy with like things? We made it. So yeah, I guess. We're gonna, I guess we're gonna have to wait. And uh, I mean, I don't. I mean, I'm I'm pretty clueless when it comes to the rules for uh, <clears throat> for immigration. In the US, I just know if you do get on the wrong side, then they can make life pretty difficult for you. Five years is a standard. Uh, I heard that there was an, uh, there was a possibility of getting some sort of sportsman or sports person athlete visa. But I guess even if he even if he was able to get something like that, he still has to serve the penalty that he, whatever penalty he gets given for this infringement. So I really don't know what the situation is going to be. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. So essentially, what it is is uh, <clears throat> I guess for anybody who doesn't know and. I mean, if I'm wrong on this, and I, well, I guess I can't imagine you know much about uh, visa stuff either, 
Mike, but my understanding is that uh, you can be in the U.S. for a certain amount of time. Uh, so it, it kind of depends from country to country. But the idea is certain countries can stay certain amount of times in the U.S. And the, the amount of time that you're here is got to be the exact amount of time that you're here. So you don't have you can't stay longer. So if your visas for uh, five days, you need to be out in five days. If it's five months, you need to be out in five months. And basically, and I don't, we had discussed this a little bit before. We don't know exactly why he went over, but he went over by one exact day. And the U S is apparently super strict on this. So because he went over one day, uh, he, and he didn't find out about it. Well, I mean, he had to have known he was over one day, I would suspect, but, um, he didn't know anything about it. They didn't tell him anything. And he jumped on a plane in the Philippines to come back for X amount of time. And, uh, they didn't stop him in the Philippines. They brought him all the way back and he was stopped going through customs in LAX. Uh, and to our knowledge, he is actually sitting in a holding cell right now, waiting to go back. Is that right, Mike? Or at least as of yesterday, he was. So he's not yeah. even back in the Philippines. He's sitting in like basically a makeshift jail cell waiting to get sent back, which is, you know, kind of I'm sure wild they, in a sense. Yeah, I yeah, know Jay, I'd seen a comment from Jay Helfert and yeah, in a nutshell, he was in a holding cell waiting to go and get back home. So, um, I mean, Dennis is a celebrity in the pool world, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And no matter where he goes and um, yeah, I don't know, man, it, it's terrible news. And, and Everyone will go and have their opinion, but Dennis is Dennis is just like anybody else, you know. This is just how he provides for his family. You know, he's got kids and a wife, and uh, but, I mean, the, the, this brings up another question uh, for me. I mean, you let's just pick U.S. Open, yeah. You got the U.S. Open. <clears throat> You've got all these Europeans and Filipinos and the, and the, the, the Asians. Obviously, take away the whole COVID thing, traveling over there. I'm quite sure the Europeans that are going over there are just going over there as a normal. You know, taking a normal flight, they're only going over for a couple of weeks. They don't have to get a visa or anything, but they're working. Are they not supposed to all ask for a working visa in order to come over? If Dennis is coming over and he's earning money, is he not supposed to be on some sort of working visa? If they if they really want to dig deep well, into, into his history, I don't think they, they wanted. I don't think Dennis wants him to go and dig deep into that history. No, no, <laughs> I don't. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what. Yeah, if you got I don't know what classified you're talking, as. You're talking about you know you're, you're talking about going through some sort of legal process here to try and get them off. Is that really the best idea? I mean, and you know what? What's this might end up? What this might end up turning he spent, into? He spent the last thirty years coming over on holidays to earn money. I mean, is that really a good thing? Yeah. Yeah, and what this might end up turning into if they do end up getting a player visa, like again, we're. Basically, all we're doing is we're creating questions that none of us can answer because none of us are qualified to talk about this, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, if he if he gets a player visa, does he now have to uh, start applying for taxes? Does he actually have to he'll apply to, for taxes to and do all everything. that stuff? For sure. He'll have to declare and, 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 claim everything. And if he does that, yeah, and if he does that, you know, is, Pooley, is it even worth it for him to come over here to play in events if he has to give up 30% of it to taxes, right? I mean, of course – Gambling, really what he's coming over here. Everybody knows Dennis is not coming over here to play in the Derby City Classic or the, the U.S. Open. He's coming over here to gamble. He's he's coming over here to give people 12 to 5 playing one pocket for $5,000 a game. That's what he's coming over here for. So, you know, it, it, is that going to be worth it still? I would like to – I would think so. But if, if, you know, if he actually has to record his earnings on, let's say, tournament finishes – 
that there's no way that giving up 30% or whatever it is for taxes is going to be worth it to him. It, it's just not profitable at that point. I can't imagine no. it as anyway. And also, what, what other kind of more games? Yeah. <laughs> what, what other kind of worms does that open up for all the rest of the players that travel to the USA to, to for big tournaments? You know, they're technically going over there to work. You know, because yeah, it's. It's, it's 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 quite a it's a sensitive kind of area kind of thing you know you're going over there i mean technically i could come over if i go over to moscone cup and i end up you know me and nate decide to play for five grand in uh, uh in griffs i mean technically i'm supposed to declare that when 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 i win it if i win <laughs> yeah yeah no but it's yeah you better it's say a great, it's a great area the whole gambling thing is a great area you know about you know is it earnings is it work is it it's a gambling because well, if he's on a tourist gambling. visa and then they're going and, and he's making money no matter what it is. There's certainly US Open it. and stuff like that. US Open, I, I mean, in my opinion, if they, the US Open, all the players that are coming from the UK or from Europe, they should be going over there on a working visa, surely, because that's what they're going over to do, no? And now we're getting into really don't. And now we're yeah. And now we're getting into a point where like now, I mean, as silly as it is, and you know, Kale McCormick said that uh, you know, somebody actually files taxes every year. Uh, I can actually go and file taxes for all of my winnings too, because they're all right offable. So if, if you know, if, because I own the business of the Queue It Up Network, uh, if if I were to play in a pool tournament, that's marketing for me. As long as I'm wearing, you know, a Queue It Up logo on it, I'm basically advertising for myself in a pool tournament. So now I get to write off that entire event. You know, I have to declare my winnings, but you know, I write everything off. So I write off my food, my drink, my hotel, my flights, blah 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 blah. You know, some people can use those expenditures as actually part of the weights to bring your business's uh, income down. You know, I mean, Dennis could start a business in the U.S., right? And, you know, then, sure, he has to declare and has to pay taxes on it. But, you know, theoretically, he could, uh, do, you know, send his plane tickets, his hotels, blah, 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 and start writing all that. You know, we're talking about things that none of us really know about. But I know that you can do that. So there's options for it. <laughs> Regardless, it's, it's, a, it's not a good situation. For Dennis, and you know, I'm going to make it as well. Yeah. Well, well, well. I would say his backers. I would say I. I don't think you're going to find a single player that, you know, you know that Corey Duell hasn't stopped partying since he heard this, right? <laughs> Mike just like come. Down. I, don't, I don't want to go there. You know, yeah. But maybe, maybe, it's, maybe, maybe it's Corey. Maybe it's Corey made a phone call and said, "Listen, there's a Filipino guy, little guy, like this guy, he's getting off a flight and said, <laughs> it ain't just Corey that's happy that that little guy is back in the Philippines.' Let me tell you, when he's not yeah. supposed to be here. a lot of pool players, as much as they love, as much as they love Dennis, for the sake of their uh, financial uh, comfortability over the next few months, they are very happy that man is back." Uh, over in the Philippines, I'll put it like that. So, um, he plays great, man. What can you say? He plays and, great, and so great that everywhere. you listen. There, there's no one going and and knocking down doors to bring Ronnie Alcano back, you know, or whoever else back that's had these kind of problems, you know. So there's a line of guys that are willing to go and band together to help Dennis out, and Dennis is a machine, man. You He's know? good business. He's just good business. It right. really is. He yeah. really, really is. You know, yeah. he's big money no matter where he goes. And people always want to get a piece of him. Um, it's it's unfortunate he's going to miss a lot of these events. Yep. So, 
I mean, uh, is there anything else that we should talk about as far as this? Uh, I mean, it's really, I mean, we could talk about it happening, but I don't think any of us are qualified to really talk about that. Uh, You know, what I was thinking is that it's so, I mean, Emily had mentioned, you know, doing uh, a Reyes cup over the next few years, you know, and I wonder how Dennis would be one of the guys from the Philippines that would be picked without a doubt. I think he's one of these premier guys like Carlo, who I think is, is a lot, you know, obviously he's a U.S. Open champion, so that makes him even more of a favor. But I'm just curious, like, what other things is it going to go and affect Dennis down the road if this doesn't get handled, you know, because that's massive. I mean, well, I'll tell you what, um, he better start loving the hell out of Matchroom because that's going to be the only events he's going to be able to play in outside of the U.S., basically. But you you mentioned you mentioned that Dennis you know, is on a different level as far as that kind of thing goes as to Ronnie O'Connor and the rest of them. He's probably at a high enough level that Matchroom now turn around and say, well, you know, if we're going to do it, we're just not doing it in the States because Dennis can't get there, you know? I don't think they'd be like, I mean, he's not worth that because they can find another top Asian player to go and fill in his shoes. But I mean, if it was just the Philippines. It wouldn't surprise me if they did it in the Philippines. I mean, they know they're going to sell the tickets. They know they're going to get a massive crowd there as well. I mean, the crowd there would be nuts. I mean, that would be insane. And that would be great for TV. You You see the atmosphere that they're going to bring to it, you know? Why not? Well, I mean, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong here, but. I mean, Philippines isn't a third world country, but are mm-hmm. they going to be able to charge the same price for tickets there as they would be able to in London or in Las Vegas? Yeah, but they can double the size of the arena. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But then you got to come with the. Mm. But now you. But now you have to start coming with. Uh, you know, finding a venue that's, you know, big enough to hold that, and the bigger you get, even you know, with uh, with bigger crowds comes bigger, um, bigger costs up front to make it happen, right? But so I mean, it's all about the, the full package. I mean, it's talking about sponsorship deals and stuff like that. Do they get more sponsorship money coming in as well? You know, I just want to know uh, that if Emily's do, watching do, do this, big, I'm arguing against this because I want yeah, to watch do, it and I don't want to yeah, go. Do, to the, do, do, do the big it. Asian sponsors <laughs> get involved? The big Asian sponsors who don't get involved in the Moscone, do they suddenly get involved if it's in the, in the Philippines? There's plenty of money there, you know. You don't know. It would be the whole package, wouldn't it? I mean, it's it's all hearsay at the moment, you know. Yeah, um, it might never happen. I guess it's it's, it's just yeah yeah. Well, let's yeah, put it this way. Do we even want the Reyes Cup being against the the U.S. and the Philippines? Do we want that? If it'll we end up having them against Europe, hell yeah, we, we want the, we, the Reyes well, I guarantee Philippines it. against. If it's, I, get, if, if I guarantee you, you got action. If it's the Philip, if it's the Philippines against Europe, buddy, I guarantee that you'll and get I all that. I can guarantee two of your picks if it's America against the Philippines as well. I can guarantee you one pick on both sides because <laughs> you're going to have Errol and Beffren <laughs> playing against each other, aren't you? And we, <laughs> and we know that. Yeah. First edition. All the, the first edition, Errol we know what the we know what the fans' choice is going to be. Efren and exactly. Earl, and we're going to have uh, the Scotch doubles going to be Shane and Shane and Earl versus uh, Dennis Efren and, and Dennis. Efren. <laughs> hey, listen, Dennis is horrible at Scotch doubles. I can tell you that. It doesn't matter. It's what people, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be something to see. See, see Efren and uh, and uh, Errol battling out again. That'd be brilliant. I think we all just kind of take Dennis for granted because we're just so used to seeing him at every event, and we're so used to seeing his greatness and. We've kind of gotten tired of seeing him play money matches and everything else over the last two years, but let him be gone for a few years, you know, and, and there's just so many things that we're going to wish he was there. And really, if it ends up being five years with at, at the age that Dennis is at, could be the end mean, of his career. it could be the end of his career. I mean, let's just be realistic. 40, is he 43? I think he's like mid forties. Yeah. I want to say he's like 43 or 44. Let's. I mean, he's not getting any younger. You know, 
And no. you can't expect to go and figure to have that kind yeah, of he, he's 42 success rate years old right now. Almost and 43. potting ability and run out ability. And, you know, even after COVID, he wasn't as sharp as, as he was. I mean, it took him a good three months to get back into Dennis gear. And that was only after, let's say, a year off of pool. Imagine what five years can go and do to your career. I, mean, I know he's going to hit balls over there, but it's a lot different than being here in the States and playing on a diamond and, well, the atmosphere is going to be hitting balls on on wet tables full of yeah, uh, full of chalk rather than playing on nice clean diamonds. And yeah. he's going to be kicking. He's going to be kicking chickens out of the way so we can take shots. Dennis is banked on making X amount of money. you know, each year over the last few years, for however long he's here. I mean, you're you get accustomed to a certain type of lifestyle. You know, your family's gotten accustomed to a certain type of lifestyle. Yeah. You know, and now it's just. None of this was planned. You know, it's real unfortunate. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think we can move on from there. Uh, what do we get? What do we want to talk about next? I want to finish out with the discussion mm, on. Yeah, we'll talk about. Um, well, let's talk about the uh, the uh, Arcadia Open. I think that's pretty awesome that the very first Predator event of the year got full. Uh, it's in Tucson, Arizona. I guess it's. Uh, is it this coming week? I think. No, I think it's the. Um... In another week. Yeah, yeah, so it's this uh not this coming week, but the, the next week. So the twelfth. Right. I think it's pretty cool. Sixty-four players, um seventy-five thousand dollar prize fund, I think is what it's right. uh that's that's pretty strong. I mean, who else is doing stuff like that? You know, remove matchroom, who else is doing something like that? Yeah, no, no doubt. And it's stacked full of I love seeing all the Europeans on there. There's a lot of guys that are um, starting to make their American trip uh, with that event. So, um, and I know there's a lot of people who have their opinion. There's a lot of players, I should say, that have their opinions on the format of it. But for everything that Predator and CSI is doing and adding all that money, I know I was pretty annoyed. I'm not sure if that's the word, but um, yeah, I guess so. I was pretty annoyed at seeing it not being filled considering – how much money they were adding to every event. Like, damn, it, I mean, it shouldn't it shouldn't take guys from Europe to come over in order to get these fields full. You know, like I told, we, we talked about this before, Jim, where I said if these events were held with that kind of added money in Europe, it'd be every time, every damn time. And if these Europeans weren't here, I'd be curious if it, if it were to be filled. So if they, were, um, if, they were, if they were to do these tournaments with a 64, if they capped at 64 players with that kind of money, they would have to have a ranking to decide who gets in the tournament and who doesn't. Everybody be clawing and fighting to get in, right? Yep. Yeah. And rightfully so, so. Yeah. It should be held with some kind of prestige. And, I mean, for my money, I really enjoyed uh, the excitement of it on the format side of it. Um, I like seeing 10 ball racked with a triangle because I'm tired of these guys just, yep. you know, bre- I think breaking. absolutely needed. Yeah, breaking with the template and 10 ball when you talk about guys at that level is just – it's brutal. Uh, the race, the four, it, it gives everybody a shot. And that's what I like. You know, it immediately puts heat on their ass from the very beginning to go and make sure that every game, every shot, everything is under, you know, um, under a microscope because of the of those short races. So I'm, I'm beyond thrilled that they're, they're back for another year. I think Ozzy had said before that they've committed to five, which is great. But, yeah, this is the first of many. And um, the first real true big event here in the states, I think. If they, uh, the thing that the, the most important thing for them, just in my opinion, as a, as like an outsider, the scheduling of their events is going to be very important. 
they're going to fill their events if they do it. Like you said, those players are going to come over and they're going to start their US tour, you know, heading up towards Derby and stuff like that. And they're going to, the, the, if they if they can do that with all their events in the USA, that then gives the European or or or, or the out the 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 outside of the USA players the incentive and the financial incentive to actually come over and play those where it's not just one individual event that they'd be traveling for, then they will fill their fields because the Europeans will come over for that kind of money, you know? So if they get their scheduling right, there's no reason why they shouldn't be filling all their events, you know? Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, and as you can see, we Mike DeShane jumped in with a big expense to travel around and flip coins. I mean, it's a real thing. I mean, it absolutely is a real thing. The idea is uh, it, it definitely makes a lot of sense for the Europeans because they're over here to play in every event that they can play in. Like the U.S. players right. have a choice as to whether or not. And most of the European or the, most of the U.S. players are not touring players. They're, they're just not. Uh, you know, maybe you can name. I mean, even Sky, even Sky isn't a Sky's not even a touring player at this point. He only mm-hmm. plays the major events. Uh, is anybody else? Well, those guys are rolling in like they're all like six feet tall, rolling in a compact car, traveling around the country. You know, yeah, like yeah, you Dennis got, and you Alex, Dennis and, Graba and Alex, and Oliver, and, and, Mario all, all and... They figure <laughs> yeah. it out, man. You know, and they're all trying to go and make a paycheck like anyone else, and they're not making any excuses. You know, and I understand like logistically, it, it has to go and 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 make sense. But at the same time, if you're going to be a, a a pro player, you got to go and get creative to be financial financially uh uh available to be able to make all these events you know and they've been they've been asking for a professional tour in the states for a long long time now they're getting given one support i mean you're you're always going to have people that are going to have a negative opinion i don't care what it is i mean if it was if it was nine ball you know race to seven one on the spot there would still be complaints about that i mean like there's no perfect solution here what I do like is that they're not trying the same old thing and hoping for different results. Because if what's wor- if what hasn't worked in pool for so long is already shown and proven, I like that someone has the perspective to go and say, let's not try that. And at the end of the day, I don't think that the players are the guys to go and ask for. Obviously, they got it, they're a part of the of the whole show, right? They're a part of the circus. You got to have the players there. But the the NFL doesn't go and 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 have a vote of players going and dictate every single rule. It's a collective and it's like that in any sport, you know? So I like that they're at least trying something different. And just from someone who was there a few times and streamed a couple of things, I I saw a lot of fans get excited uh, about, about that format that otherwise weren't like just really obscure names that even I was like, who the hell are these guys? And people were glued in because, Hey, it's about to be a shootout. Or it's three three right now, you know, and you're still engaged and watching. And it's even that much more when you do have, you know, more Vogue players that are, you know, in in that moment or or in that kind of situation. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Uh, when it's when the when the matches aren't happening, I'm not hanging around. Generally, when I'm at these events, when these matches are happening and it's close, I'm not going anywhere. There is something like if, if the match is one one, or even or even two to or even one to zero. I mean, like the matches are so entertaining because you know that at any given time somebody could just bust out and you know, or you know it can come down to three three when it's one to zero. And what's more entertaining than watching a hill hill game with a shootout on the other side of it if one player wins? Like it, it's, I played in one of these events. I was lucky enough that I was only in one shootout and I was able to win it. 
Sorry, Ronnie, you're in here watching. My bad. But like, it, there's. I think it's fantastically entertaining. Like, it's short, fast paced, and I mean, unless somebody's up three to zero and they're already up one set, I mean, it's entertaining from start to finish because everything means something. But even but, but because of that format, even with that format and the set format, I mean, it's it's exciting or or, or every mistake. There's, there's tension right from ball one because exactly. you're only four you're only four racks away from winning the set. Your opponent's also only four racks away from the set. And technically, it's the same. I mean, the darts world championship was just finished just now, and you see it. You know, matches because it's in the set format. It's not. You know, you can have the guy that's won the most legs or the most games is actually behind in the match you know so you've got to play it slightly True. different you know and it's you know you could win the first set 4-3 or you lose the first set 4-3 win the second one 4-0 now in a normal match you're seven four uh seven uh, four ahead and you're you're feeling good about yourself but here you're like oh jesus christ i'm i'm winning this seven four but i'm in a shootout you know and the other it's yeah you know you can have a bad 10 minutes lose three racks make a couple mistakes you're not out of the match you know you can still get in and back into the second set so right from ball one there's pressure on on every shot and i like that there's no there's no dead yeah. moments in the match really you know there's in a lot in a, in a race to nine or, or these especially these big races that we see there, there tends to be dead moments in the match where you're sitting there thinking oh you know you don't mind leaving your screen and going to make yourself a cup of coffee or going to the toilet or whatever you know whereas in, in these races to four you know you're like glued to it like this could this could switch. This could turn at any time, you know. I, I, and there's never, there, I, there's I, never a moment where like you have control because exactly, just like you said, Jim, you can go and win four three, and or even let's say you win four one the first set, and you think, oh man, he's in a cruise. All it takes is one little mistake, yeah. and with that, and with that rack, though, it, it's blown up, you know. Yeah. And then you win, and the other guy wins the second set, goes into the shootout with all the momentum, and all bets are off. I mean, it yeah. really makes. It, it really makes every moment exciting in that. And, I fully understand I the, other side, the other side of the coin as a kind player. of a player. Right. I'd be, a, I'd, I probably wouldn't like it very much, you know, as a you player. You want more so value I, for your money, right? You want exactly. more value for what you I want to be able to make mistakes without getting hammered for it straight away, you know? You want to be able to, you know, sometimes it's nice in a match to know that, you know, if you, the first couple of racks, you know, if you lose them, you're not completely out of it. You can just sort of sort of ease your way into the to the match. You know, you've got some players that are more of a diesel uh, and they need a little bit of time to get into the match kind of thing. They're not going to like this format, you know? They, they want to have some time to get into a flow, you know? Uh, so I can understand that some players maybe don't like it, but as a, as a fan, right from ball one, you're like, right, let's see what they got. You know, you better be ready well, when I mean, you get out. Here's what I say. People have been complaining about there's no money in pool. And I mean, this isn't, in the grand scheme of things, you know, millions of dollars, right? I mean, collectively. But my point is that it's it's a it's a big money added event, and they're doing it. I think like seven times over the course of the year, six times, something like that. So, um, like, there's you can go and make a living. You just got to go and get there. You know, you can go and and, and make some money. You got to go and and get there yeah. whenever the the, the the time comes. Mm -hmm. You know, here's and I the, get it, guys. Here's the tour. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Well, here's here's the tour. January 12th through the 15th is the Arcadia Arizona Open. That's $75,000 prize fund. February 9th through the 12th, the Apex Wisconsin Open, which I will be at and playing in, has a $75,000 prize fund. March 23rd through 26th, the Las Vegas Open, $100,000 prize fund. Se September 21st through the 24th, the CSI Michigan Open, $100,000 prize fund. 
October 19th through the 22nd, Fargo rate, Ohio Open, $75,000 prize fund. The Puerto Rico Open, which is TBD, $100,000 prize fund. You're looking at $250,000 being given away between six events. You can't say there's no money. Now, would we like to see that be two and a half million? Hell yeah. But this is week number, or this is year number two. And last year, I think the prize fund was 200,000. So they increased it from year one to year two, $50,000. I mean, what's to say it's not going to be $500,000 in three years from now? It won't be if they continue to not support it like they did last year. And that's why I'm exactly. so thrilled to go and see, you know, th- this field go and get filled up. I'd imagine that Vegas is going to be filled up. Hopefully all those yeah, guys Ma- that Vegas are touring around. Sure. Yeah, Vegas. Yeah. Um, you know, I-, I hope that it's like that for their entire season because for the last amount of I heard Wisconsin is very it. close to filling. Last I heard. Yeah. People, can't, people cannot expect somebody just to walk up to the pool world and say, here's a million dollars. It's not going to happen. These things have to be nurtured. They have to be supported and they have to be allowed to give them the opportunity to grow to something that might be millions worth in the future. Right. But it's not just going to happen in the first time. It's, you're not, nobody's just going to walk in and say, hey, guys. Well, it has to be a business, Jim. It has to be viable and sustain and make money exactly. because these guys aren't going to go and dump a million just for the sake of, oh, no. I want to give these guys a, a a chance to go and make a couple bucks. That's so not I mean, how that works. I mean, the pros, yeah. the top guys, they have to support these. They have to make sure. It's, it's very much up to them whether or not, it's, it's, it's as much up to them as it is to the to the, to the people involved in building it to, to, to make sure right. it, it, it is something substantial yeah. and that it's something that's successful. There's no point two years from now for a guy to turn around and say, see, I told you it was going to be rubbish. And then, okay, how many events did you go to? Yeah, the first one, and then I just didn't like it, so I didn't go again. Well, you're one of the reasons. You're the problem, not the solution, you know? Support yeah. it, go through it. It's not like you've got anywhere else to go. And then let's yeah, see yeah, if it goes yeah. into something. Well, you know? what are you're they going to go and do? Not... Play a $2,000 added bar table event in the middle of, of nowhere in the U.S.? And then oh, while no. they're going to be there, and while yeah. they're going to be there at the bar, they're going to be there complaining about how there's no money in pool like they've done mm-hmm. for the last 15 years. Like, give me a break with that, man. Yeah. That's just not how it works. Like, they're trying support the ones who are trying. You exactly. Know? Yeah, the players have to get involved. They have to. They have to support it, or it'll die. And that's been the problem with a lot of a lot of ventures in pool. The players haven't supported, it and it just died. Get on this one well, because looked, everyone's I mean, skeptical, or everyone knows better, yeah. or. And these, these guys have start, these guys have started at a higher level than probably anybody started at before, certainly recently. So give them the credit that they're due for this for the first year and what they've added to it for the second year, and who knows what it might end up being. If my dead ass money can sign up for it, your live ass money can sign up for it. That's all I'm saying. But I'm going to win. I'm going to win one match. I'd play it if I was over there. Yeah. I'm going to play. I'm going to win one. What match. else are you going to do? Where else are you going to go and play? Yeah. Well, uh, if you ask you, Jim, you might give us a, a nice speech about Cheetos in someone's basement. If you want to, if you want to go, you know, give us that speech about it. You can try that. No, it's all right. Been there, been there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll dodge out there. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I guess let's. Uh, that's pretty cool for the Arcadia. I think that wraps and, it up. And uh, hold on, what, one more thing, Nate. I just want to say, Ozzy and them are open to like they're not so dead set in what's gone on so far to where they may not change down the road. Like they're taking feedback, they go and have a discussion about it. The buck doesn't go and stop with him because he said plenty of times whenever I've talked to him that there's a collective group of people 
and they want it to be successful, you know? So if there's someone that's willing to put money and they're on my side, let's go. Let's figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just hoping that they don't listen to the players as much as um, they have in the past, because at the end of the day, every single one of, oh, every single one of the players is going to be looking out for what's best for them. And, and that's, you know, yeah. rightfully so, but what's right for the players is not what's right for the industry as, as a generality. It's not. Yeah. But if you're, if you're in the, if you're in the industry and know, know your audience, you know, and I mean, I, I could make a list of players I would approach because I know that they are not just in it for themselves and that you, you will get a fair assessment on what you've done and it won't. And there's other players that you obviously avoid. So be a bit smart. You, you do want some input from players, some players, but you oh, want it for sure input, but like, don't just say we're going to go and cater no. to it because no, you know, the same the stuff that's worked before in the past ain't going to go and work today. Nate, you know, Nate, you Nate's right. There's certain players you don't listen to, but I think if you know any, if you if you're in the industry, you know who those players are already. Yeah. You know, so um, you know, yeah, yep. And for the most part, for the most part, uh, those people are the ones that aren't showing up for this tournament anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Well, there you go. You want the ambassador, hey. you want, you, hey. but you, you you should you should be bringing players in and 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 letting certain players getting them to help you with the promoting of the whole thing. You know, and I mean, if I I, I mean. Listen, there's plenty of other guys who can go make a name for themselves. You know, we saw that plenty of times throughout the Predator event over last year. The yaps of the world before the U.S. Open. You know, how strong Oi has been. Chua, whenever he was playing. Um, there, I mean, there were so many guys that really made a stamp on the year. Um, but it was from playing pool, right? Got go, go figure. It was from playing pool over being on Facebook, you know? I mean, they, they were out there and they were playing. They were traveling around. Wait. Oliver was Being just creeping and creeping and creeping. You know, I mean, it was. Are you trying to tell me that uh, sitting on Facebook and barking isn't going to make you better at pool? Well, keep trying. What the hell did I start a podcast for? <laughs> yeah. I thought I was That's getting better. We had nothing to do on a Tuesday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> I thought I was getting better this whole time. What the heck's going yeah. on? <clears throat> well, no, I'm looking forward know, to it, though. While that happens, get, get, I mean, get the right players involved, get the get people that you consider ambassadors, people that are good for the game, get them involved in it and, and, and get them promoting. You know, I would like to see more media attention for these kind of things. I don't know if there's anything outside of the pool world that's being done, but I think, you know, this is something that you, you, you could start pushing it just slightly out of the, the, the pool world, you know, and, 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 and just letting other people know that these things are going on in your area, you know, and, and, and come along and see some of the best I mean, players in the world playing, you know. Well, here it's we go. One of the first I, I, steps I, I, to see how you're going to play if you're if you're a U.S. player. You know, yeah, but I'd like, I finally I'd like, went on. I mean, I'd, like, I'd like to see. I'd, I'd like to see a situation <laughs> where there's where there's people that are saying, you know, it's a. I mean, it's going from Wednesday to Saturday. You know, it's a Thursday afternoon or a Thursday evening. I've got nothing better to do. I heard that there's a massive big pool tournament going on. Should we just go around and have a look there? We can get a beer and we can watch some pool and see what's going on. And this is what you want. You want to slowly be people that are just turning up because they just want to see, you know, what what's it all about. You know. You'll see it with shootouts, I promise you. Yeah, that's it. People you know, and then see, oh, Jesus Christ, this is this is quite exciting. Or maybe they just stay for ten minutes and say, "Yeah, this is not for me." You don't know, but you know, I'd like to see a situation relatively soon where it's not just pool players that are sitting watching other pool players. You know, be good for sure. I'm digging it. I like it. Yep. Uh, here's. 
I mean, I, I was planning on signing up anyways, and I just never got around to doing it. And really, that's just laziness. But here we go. While you guys were, you guys talked me into it, here we are. That's what it costs, 370 bucks. See, you are, I mean, half those, all they got to do is draw Nate, and, and you're, you're, you know, if you're a champion, and you you're, already you're got You're at least w. into the second round. Yeah, you're at least yeah, into the second sure. round at that point. Hey. All you got to do is just win a couple more, and you might be a player. Yeah, there you go. God, I hope you <laughs> sign up for it, Mike. Mike, why don't you come hang out with us? <laughs> you come hang out oh, no, sign I'm, up. I, want to, I, I ain't mad I can get the two wins against I know, you. I, 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 yeah, oh, for sure. I mean, you draw me, you're guaranteed a W. You know, I, I can at least get even, two wins out of you. Yeah, yeah, I won't even get the two and put a little bit of heat on you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I got a lot of I got a lot of donkey in me. I, I mean, yeah. I don't remember the last time I uh, I made a ton ball without you know shooting it straight into the rail first. And oh, but it makes. You, I, I've seen some great players under this format go and shake a little bit because it really just intensifies the heat from, from the beginning, you know. Yeah. And so it doesn't. You better, be ready, you better be ready from that very first ball. You ain't got time to get warm. Yeah, for sure. And I've seen average players or shortstops, whatever you want to go and call them, that can go and take down a champion. Yeah. I remember that. I think it was the event where where Federer won. If I'm not mistaken, I think he was in a shootout with Michael Yednick to go and and start that event. If I remember right, I watched that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, like anything going to happen, you know? Yeah. Yep, it's good stuff. Well, let's, uh, I guess, let's move on from that topic. Let's go to uh, what did you want to talk about with Efren? Just, uh, well, I, I think we should give a, uh, a shout out. Yeah, we give a yeah. shout out to Greg Hogue. Uh, yeah, I mean, Efren's going to be playing the uh, the Iron City. Uh, he's going to be playing the one pocket and the singles. And then uh, Greg Hogue, give yourself a little uh, plug here. He's going to be bringing him to the. The Red Door Den, he's going to do a challenge match with him. So that's pretty Red awesome, dude. Red Door. Red Den. Door Den. Training <laughs> center. <laughs> can you, can you, what do you, can you, one more time, please? Can you guys say that I just, uh, just one more time? Nice and loud to the people in the back. Go ahead. Every time, whenever somebody calls, I want that as my ringtone. You know, <laughs> a little time. louder for the, just so. a little louder Red for the people Door in the back. Red Den. Training center. Planner. <laughs> This is turning out perfectly. <laughs> it gives them just enough time to start typing all this stuff up. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> no, I no, guess I think uh, he's playing. He's playing a race to twelve, if I remember right, and it's it's uh it's crazy affordable. I think it's like five bucks. So five bucks, um, like that. yeah, five bucks uh, to go and watch. So who can't go and and swing that? Um, and it's not cheap bringing Efren over. So uh, I think him. Uh, there's Brendan in the chat out of uh, the Players Club. Uh, they're doing something with Efren, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, obviously, he'll be playing Derby, and I think he's got a bunch of events um, in the East Coast as well. But, yeah, it's great to see him back, and he's this is what I like. He's trying to go and travel to go and make money and using, you know, his career to go and, and just play pool and, you know, earn a living while, while he can. Yeah, You've got to give props to Greg as well. He'll play anybody. He's, there's, oh, no for sure. there's no dodging yeah. that guy whatsoever. He'll play anybody. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. yeah, you good? Well, uh, we'll throw this up on screen here. But Efren can the... play some one pockets still. I mean, he you know, he just oh, beat God Billy dear. like a couple years ago. <laughs> oh you know? God, of course. There you yeah, go. Here's the here's the tournament for it. So it's uh, Monday, January 10th, 3 p.m. Pay per view stream. Railbirds production mm. 4K challenge match. One pocket race to 12 with Greg Spanky Hogue. Mm. seating available to the first 20 Say so that if you're three in the times. area yeah right if you're in the area uh head over there maybe they still have some uh, rsvp spots left should be good no oh, i think he said that, they I sold guess... out on those oh they sold out Pretty well sure. that's good 
Yeah, yeah. Good, sure. How old is Efren now? Oh, he's mm. got to be mid sixties. I would think he's got to be mid. Well, he's older. Well, he's older than he's older than Boosty. I think Boosty's 50, 50, he's older than six, fifty eight. He's older than Errol, no? The, I don't know. Well, Earl's 60, 61, right? Earl's 61. Earl's I think. playing better than, than Efren right now. I can tell you that. He's, Earl would beat him, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> For sure. So I, would say, I, was, yeah, I would say he's, he's like 66, him. something like that. Mike DeShane says uh, he's 67. Yeah. 67. Yeah. So that would be a very, yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. I mean, that's about what I thought it was. Yeah. Find a, find a 67 year old in the world is better than him. <laughs> well, I mean, you play pretty what good. What about don't you, Jim? You no, yeah, right wow. <laughs> wow, right there, Mike. You knew that one was coming. Yeah. You knew that one was coming. You set yourself up there, buddy. Wow. You know, I like, I and like how neither Mike, we didn't even coordinate that. We, we just, we <laughs> just immediately were at the tip of our tongue as soon as my, fa- my father's gonna hit 67 before my age hits it. <laughs> oh man, I'm loving Mike this. and I zero yeah, has a great podcast just today, right on sure. it. Yeah, this is, we this is ready. Wow, you horrible people. <laughs> I can't believe I spend my evening talking to you guys. Oh, We're the man. closest thing you have to fun. Uh, so, uh, Jim, tell or, Jim, uh, what do you? Oh, I guess. Well, I'll well, I'll ask that question later on. Um, Greg, put the link for the pay per view so that if anybody in here wants to watch it, that they can uh, go on and buy the yeah, stream right now. So I think maybe you'll playing, get a little spike uh, today. He's playing Deshane in a couple of uh, exhibitions in the Northeast. I think after that or sometime in february i can't remember um but that'll be good too spanky is or efren is no 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 efren efren's playing okay. machine whenever he makes it th- to that part of the country i, th- I know i just saw a flyer somewhere yesterday that's pretty cool yeah i mean yeah, for sure. anytime anytime we can watch efren reyes play eh, i guess i guess i'll watch it eh, i yeah, guess for sure you know yeah. listen you never know you, if dennis taught us everything it's that it can be gone quick you know so I mean, you never know. Absolutely. You may not be able to see. You may not be able to go and see the old man go and play. You know, some top, you know, caliber players. You know, maybe this might be his last time, or maybe he'll be like like Kiss, where he'll have you know retirement tours for the last fifteen years. Fifty-five you know? farewell tours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, sure. surprised, I'm surprised nobody set up a match with uh, you know a, a Scott Frost one pocket or something like that, or a Chip Compton one pocket with, with Efren or something like that. You know. Oh, I'm sure if somebody wants to go on back Efren playing either one of those guys. They would gladly go and accept. Well, yeah, you think he's happy? No, not even. No. no. When I saw him at Derby a couple of years ago, I mean, he was. I mean, he may be playing better now, but I mean, he was like a he's fraction of the player he used to be. Old, okay. His eyesight, his eyesight wasn't wasn't all that great. But so you know, kudos to him. I mean, he's still out there and he's giving it hell, and people still want to go and see him. You know, I still want to go and see him. He that, still wants to play. I think that's the main thing. He yeah. still wants to play. You know, yeah. Well, he the question is, does he want to play because uh, he needs to financially, or does he want to play because uh, he just loves the game? I, I mean, so. I, I don't part know the it. answer to that. I don't know the answer. To I, that. I don't, I would think it's a part of it, but you're not just going to leave all that money on the table either, mm-hmm. you know. So, I mean, it's smart what he's doing, and I like it. And fans still want to go and, and see the goat, you know. <clears throat> I know I do, certainly, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's move on from that, uh, Spanky. If you if you're out there, still post the uh, the pay per view where people can go and buy that. So uh, maybe they'll, maybe you'll get a little spike from the podcast today. Uh, I guess the the last thing that I kind of wanted to talk about. Um, I mean, outside of the Iron City, there's just really nothing really to talk about. The Iron City. 
uh, I guess, because there's there's no brackets, there's no player list. It's kind of mm-hmm. hard to say. I mean, is there anything that you wanted to say about it, Mike? No, not especially. I mean, there's it's the beginning. It's the beginning of what's going to be a great, you know, month of pool. I mean, literally Hopefully, every yeah. weekend's every, yeah. Um, there's going to be an event going on, and this is the first of it. I know there's Turning Stone also at the same time, um, and that'll be nine ball with uh, some great players are going to be out there as well. So I'm just I'm super pumped. Uh, it's we're back to having a gauntlet, and everyone's just going to be I'm sure burnt out by the beginning of February. <laughs> Um, but I'm, I'm just, I'm thrilled to death. I hope man. not. That's I'll, what I'm going to be starting to play. Yeah. Well, you better hope with the way you signed up, you better hope everyone's burnt out. Say, you better start now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Let's go back to making fun of Jim. I like that more. Come on, Mike. Be on my side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, the last thing I wanted to discuss, uh, th- so there was, there was a question with Fedor and Alex, and I guess they're playing again now, which is great because why wouldn't you want to watch Alex and Fedor play, uh, race to 75, 10 ball over three days. But uh, the, the question came up as to whether or not they should play the match because uh, Jason Romero is running an event out of South Carolina, right? South Carolina, Louisiana, Louisiana, sorry, Louisiana. And uh, they booked over his dates for his event. And I thought it'd be interesting to have the discussion as to whether or not there are certain people in the industry that have more rights, let's say to have a, weekend dedicated definitely like straight to them so th- the argument here is jason does a ton for pool uh he puts a lot of people in the ring to play uh usually over the course of like a phone call he can he can call and get action to anybody who wants it because his action is so good takes care of a lot of players has a great pool room in louisiana and you know basically just he's, he's a good staple for pool in the pool world so i guess the question that we can have a discussion over is does the fact that his track record is so clean, does that mean that he should get exclusivity to the weekend that his event is holding place? And Mike, is there anything I missed there? I think exclusivity is a bit of a reach. I think it's just a more a matter of giving him more respect because of everything that he does do. And the average person isn't going to know what, what he does for the pool world. But if you can, you can pick a, a match that's gone on over the last few months, he's been involved in it. Uh, his events been going has been on the calendar for quite some time. And when Federer and Alex played, they played without a stream, where nobody ever got to, you know, see it because they did play in Vegas before this. This is how the game got set up because Alex, you know, beat that game already once before, and Federer and them want to go and bet it up and play it again. But um, yeah, he didn't take too kindly to them going and, and booking at that same time. He felt it was deliberate. Um, I know Josh from uh, Racks on the Rocks had something to go and say about it, which he has since gone and changed his tune. And I don't know if you guys have seen it, but go look at his personal profile. He's he's made an updated post um, in regards to Romero. Um, there's a lot of politics and BS that goes on in the pool world. It's just It's just the way it goes, you know? Um, and Romero wanted his respect. And at the end of the day, he's, he's backed Fader, um, plenty of times. So it's like, if you want me to be on your camp, you know, respect what I got going on. And I don't think that's unfair. And there's plenty of chances for them to go and play, you know, anytime, you know, whether or not there's a, you know, a pay-per-view set up to go and watch it or not, there's plenty of opportunity for them to go and match up and play. It doesn't have to be on the weekend of that man's event when 
he's had that listed for six months plus. So, you know, that's that's my opinion on it. I mean, just give the man a little bit more respect. And I think since then they've gone and and have figured it out. Hopefully, you know, Ray will go and and figure out a way to go and stream it where it makes sense for him too. Um, people want to go and watch it. I mean, everybody wants to. Everybody loves watching Alex play. Everyone knows Federer's top five ten ball player on earth. You know, people want to go and see it. So, I think we're just communicating and working together. You know, it can be resolved. But it definitely it wasn't a good look what happened. You know, uh, you know, at the end of the year. So. Well, I would say it's it's great that we're having this discussion because it means that there's enough interest and pool that. Yeah, like I, I think Sarah Sarah Schmidt said it perfectly. There, there's only so many weekends in a year, right? And you have to have a gambling match on a weekend, and you have to have a gambling match on a weekend where not no, only you don't, Alex, but you don't have to though. Like you don't. Well, they can go. They can go and play right, anytime. Right. They can go and play right. in some back corner, and no one's ever going to know about it, just like it was in it, Vegas, and play. But if but if you're going to be playing it pay per view, it's got to be on the weekend because pe- that's going to get you the best numbers. So sure. the idea is if if you're having a pay per view, you got to have it on the weekends. There's only so many of them you got to have, you know, in a weekend when Fedor's in town, Alex is in town, and they're not playing a major event that both of them have to be at, right? So, you know, you, right. you're, you're limiting down the amount of weeks that you can have already. Um, were there other options out there that Roy, or uh, sorry, Ray, uh, you know, could have chosen but didn't? I don't know that. I, I mean, I, I without looking at a schedule of everything, I, I can't be sure on that. Yeah, but what I do, that whole weekend part doesn't go and affect their ability to make a game. It does not. I mean, it, people can still figure out a way to go and watch it, even if it was, you know, during the week. They they played Tony and Alex played during the week, and this was just a couple months ago. You know. Yeah, I get that. Um, I'm just. I, but I'm I understand to set, what you're saying, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to. I'm trying to set everything up. I guess as far as that, like. I think this is good. I, I mean, honestly, I think this is good. Uh, you know, Rice Chen said the uh, pool is dying and gave a bunch of evidence. I, I don't think that that's true. I, I don't. I think pool is growing faster than it ever has, uh, at least in my lifetime. And I think it's growing in a, in a way that's different. It's it's going from being a a bar game with a bunch of drunks who just want to show up on a Friday night and play for drinks all night so that they can get away from their wives to a, a sport that's actually structured and professional and as that happens you know you're going to have a lot of the people who have who have uh, weathered the storm of the last 20 years of pool kind of being on the dregs and now you're coming out of it and everybody's like well look at all the look at all the excitement around pool there is right now i want to get in on this let me hold a sweet event and when you get to the point i mean i've been saying this for months at this point, a couple of years that all of these middling tournaments, like I'm, I'm not trying to dog in anybody's tournament, but middling tournaments are like the space city, the iron city, the, you know, the, even the turning stones to a lesser degree. I don't see those tournaments being around in five or six years, because why would you go to a turning stone classic or an iron city classic that has, you know, five, six, seven, ten thousand, fifteen thousand $10,000, added when you could go to a predator tour stop that has $25,000 added. And that's right now, you know, by then it might be $50,000 added. What as a player, which one are you going to go to? And I think all of these kind of like uh, middle tier tournaments like that are going to end up turning into like feeders for the professional tour. So the players like, um, I mean, 
well, the players like Jim, players like Tanner Pruis, who was watching earlier, t- players like, uh, I mean, even to a lesser degree right there, uh, Raymond, like Raymond is a really good player. I mean, he could play low tier, tier pro right now, but, you know, he's kind of like that, you know, in between way too good to be an amateur and not quite good enough to uh, make significant amount of money on the tour. Greg Hogue is another, you know, players like that. I think those tournaments could be perfect feeder systems for them to get them from the amateur ranks up into the the Predator Tour, Matchroom Tour, potentially maybe the NBL. I mean, although that's going to be kind of somewhere in between there because that's kind of a feeder system too. I think that those tournaments are going to turn into that. And I think they're going to, you know, maybe they're not 10,000 added anymore because they can't get those kind of funds to get like players like Fedor and Shane and Sky in there. Now they're only adding $5,000, but they're getting the best of the best for the the top amateurs and the, the lower to middle tier professionals. And, like I'm not trying to say that Jason's tournament isn't good, but the the point is is like these as as Predator expands, as Matchroom expands, you know, Matchroom added a, the UK Open, which is going to go on in March this year, and they are going to be adding another event in the future, which I shouldn't say anything because I think I might get killed if I do. But they're adding another they're adding another event to their schedule eventually. And you're looking at, uh, I mean, you're looking at what eight matchroom events now? Is that right? With the UK and the the new event, that'll be eight events on the calendar. Plus, you have mm-hmm. six events for the Predator. Uh, if the NBL takes off, they're looking to have four events a year at two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And now you're looking at, you know, just between those companies, uh, six, fourteen, eighteen events every single year. That is a minimum of fifty thousand dollars added. Minimum. Most of these are seventy-five thousand dollars added. I mean, how how can how can a ten thousand uh, dollar added event compete with that? They, they just can't do it, right? So the idea is like this. I, I kind of fall on your side of it, though. I still think we need to take care of uh, the people who do a lot for the industry, Mike. But I love that we're having this discussion because that means that we're getting to the point where our calendar is so full. There's nowhere left. There's nowhere I mean, else to. If they're go. making if if they're making millions of dollars, you know, playing for twenty-five thousand in a month from now isn't going to be too appealing you know no but this but it i mean right now given what they're able to go and make in an event and all the things they got to go and fade and if they like their side of it you know of course it's going to be super appealing you know and if they get paid appearance fees or whatever else i mean their chance for them to go and make money guaranteed money is great you know but there's a way to do it without stepping on toes of people who have had your back you know for Anytime, who have, any, anytime you want to go the, and get the game afloat for a long time. Yeah. And I mean, it's easy to go on and make Jason not to be, you know, a villain here. Um, people, no, fans I, are going to go and think. Any, yeah. No, I don't either. But I mean, it's easy for the average person who doesn't know what all he's done uh, and to go and say, oh, he's just being selfish or he's being this or he's being that. I mean, the guy has put up a lot of money. And I know this for a fact. I mean, a ton of money for a lot of matches that have gone on over the last two years, you know. And that's just matches that people know of, not to mention the other, you know, every other day of of putting players in action all across the country that nobody ever gets to hear about. Yep. Yeah, the the backroom, you know, not not everybody knows that Fedor and Alex have And that allows these guys to go and make a living. I mean, it does. You know, if they're playing a set for ten thousand, and they and and not just that, but he's not, he's a really good stake horse in the sense that he goes and gives the guys a very fair percentage, like a real generous one compared to others. So, 
you know, just asking for that mutual respect back from his guy is, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world, you know, but you know, the whole delivery of it could have been a lot better because they didn't have to get like that. Well, you know? it, it, it turned into like almost, I mean, I don't know Jason from a loaf of bread. Uh, I, mean, <clears throat> I don't, if, if he walked by me with a shirt that says I'm Jason Romero, I wouldn't know who he was. Uh, with that being said, um, I mean, I, I know, I know exactly the stuff that you're talking about because I cover the industry. Of course, I know that, you know, a lot of these things and I don't know anywhere close to, you know, what he actually does. He doesn't look for admiration all the time. Like this is the first time I've ever yeah. seen him in the industry say, Hey, you know, have some respect for me here. Um, but with that being said, I saw a lot of weird, but it was only after being called out, you know, because weird. all yeah, yeah. It, before that post was made public, that stuff was being talked about like, you know, privately for weeks in advance. I mean, weeks before, yeah. you know, privately to go on and handle that. So, um, yeah, no, no, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jim, do you have, did you have any thoughts on anything? I mean, yeah, I, I pretty much agree with what Mike said. You, you got to have a little bit of respect, but I mean, if a professional integrity, respect, whatever you want to call it. But I mean, how far, how far do you, do you spread your, your your focus when you're organizing something like this? You know, let's say let let's say Fedor and uh, um, Alex were playing in Europe. Would they need to consider a tournament in America as something that's you know that they, they, they should consider for scheduling, um, or is it just because it's it's happening in the same country that they should be? You know, well, I mean, there's not a lot of Romeros that are going like you got to go and like you know touch base with and Romero's not putting on a tournament every other week neither you know it's like the guy does one event a year can you just not have it on that weekend no no I get I, I think I, that's I get the whole that, thing you know the, the, <clears throat> like you said the, there's there's not a huge amount of uh, space left in the year you know right. how, how how in tune are you with the, the schedule for everybody that you're not going to make the error of planning your match when there's a tournament going on and you'll you only find out about it after the fact you know um that can happen to anybody um, Look, and there's josh right and, there in the comments saying that ray did it on purpose like and i'm not, you know see that, i don't know that, maybe i don't know and who that's josh, coming josh, it says maybe he knows this he's, for a fact maybe he doesn't well, I can't he's, comment on that. he's the room owner who was putting on the event so yeah. do you want to talk about going straight to coming straight from the horse's mouth there's the horse's mouth you know right there that's why i said yeah. earlier when it comes to like the the bs that happens behind the scenes because yeah. They they knew when they knew there was another event going on that weekend. So do I think it was intentional that it was done that day? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean, you, you, you I, hear I, it right I mean, there. To play to play. I mean, the way I don't know the situation as well as as well as you guys do, or obviously as well as Josh does. Um, so I'm not going to make a comment one way or the <laughs> other on, on who's right and who's wrong. What I will right. say is, I hope in the future that. There is going to be a lot of clashes. There's not going to be enough room left in the calendar. And you're going to get the viewers if you're providing the best product. And competition is the best way to increase the... Ding, 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 ding. The more competition there is, the better the product is, the better it is for us as viewers, and the better it is for players. So I hope in the future that there's going to be so many or not enough free spaces that you're going to have three streams to choose from and you're going to go for the one that's the best. You've got the best players in your lineup. You've got the best commentators. You've got the best stream quality. That's you're going to get all the viewers. So I hope that's the way it ends up in the future, you know? Let's put it, let's oh, put it this way. Sure. Let's put it this way. When, when it comes to the NBA playoffs, 
uh, well, let's, let's it, when it comes to a big marquee game of in, in the NBA, you will never see that game on Monday night, Sunday night, or Thursday night. Why is that? They're not trying to run up against football. They're not trying to fight a war they know they're going to end up losing. And as we continue this through the cycle, well, that's I why mean, the NFL it, won't put on a, a game on Saturday night. You know, for the better part of the year, because they don't want to go up against UFC. You know, no, everyone. Kind of, well, they don't want. Everybody, no, they don't want to. No, they they have contracts with uh, the the college. Well, but I'm saying like they're yeah, but in other words, everybody kind of respects one another and what they got going on. Everybody no, because, because no, because once once you're in between like the end of the regular season for college football and the end era uh, and uh, college football playoffs, there's like three there's like three Saturday football games. They're not they're not afraid. No, of I know, but I'm saying for the that. better part of the year is what I'm getting at. Like in other words, well, that's with a little bit of football. communication and working with one another, there's there's respect to be had there. You know, yeah. well, they but have I, an agreement at, at with the end of it. Yeah, I mean, at the end of it, Josh and Jason, you know, they they talked about what they had to go and talk about and um you know handled it between them josh updated his post and i don't think it, would, it ever needed to go and get like that but um i mean i don't blame them i don't blame either side of it for being passionate about what they intended to go and get across at that time i don't blame josh for for feeling like who the hell is this guy i don't blame romero for going and talking with fedor privately he didn't go on facebook and tell him he went privately and say the hell's going on i got an event you know what's up you know i help I'll, you out help me yeah. out you know i'll just say that i'll just say this i i think um i think when you're looking at uh the events like no one's gonna no one's gonna book a gambling match over the let's say the even the championship league pool because they know that if, if you're gonna get enough if you're gonna get in a viewership or with matchroom you're not gonna win so so don't fight it just just find a new date that works like if uh, if if Ray did this on purpose, I don't know that he did. But if if he did, let's assume that he did. He thinks that he honestly thinks he can win that war, or he, or he wouldn't have done it, or he's trying to do it just to hurt Jason for financial reasons. I I don't know if if that's the case that he did do it on purpose. He either thinks he's going to win the viewership war, or he doesn't care about Jason and he's trying to hurt him maliciously. Well, people want to see the match. I mean, I would think yeah, I would yeah, think yeah, that yeah, Alex and Alex and But they also want to see would've... they also want to see his event too. They also want to watch the no, I think I, I think Alex against Fedor wins to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I, I agree. I I agree. Alex versus Fedor wins. Alex yeah. wins. No, no. Given, that, well, that match wins the viewer. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Of course it will. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh but but the idea like the idea is like as we go on throughout time you would think that uh, as we have all these battles and people win and people lose that, you know, the best of the best comes out. And five years from now, when there are, you know, $500,000 added events, five, six, seven times a year, that the best of the best will also rise through and be able to do what they're doing now. You know, I, I, I don't know. I just think, I think that competition is healthy, healthy for industry. I, I, I do. I think it's healthy for industry. And I don't look at this as a bad thing. I look at this as, I look at this as like well, I mean, there's plenty of events that are overlapping one another. You know, you got Iron City and Turning Stone coming up. You got Music City coming up, and then you got the Predator event going on. So there's other events that are going on. There's not, you know, a million, and I'm not saying it for his ego and like there's not a million Jason Romero's who are going and putting guys yeah. in action for big money on a regular basis, you know, and he and not only that, but he doesn't have a tournament, you know, every other month. So it's like if he does it once a year. And he helps you out. I mean, damn, show the man a little bit of love back. Show him a little bit of respect back. And I think that's yeah. what all he was trying to go and 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 get across. Agreed. You know. Agreed. Yeah. 
and, 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 that's, and that's why we're and that's why we're having this discussion ultimately yeah, because i, I agree I, with I that. Think... Like, you know yeah. at the end of the day it should be that you know if you're providing a product that's that's good enough you'll survive if you're not you're not and i know sure. And i'm, I'm, I'm sure that i'm sure you know there's, there's guys out there that, that, that provide streaming for for certain matches that <sighs> they're not doing themselves any favors they're not doing the pool world any favors some of the commentators are some of the things are getting said <laughs> in commentating well, that's true the more competition there is we get rid of that dirt you know, and we end up. Well, everyone's got to like raise their standards. You exactly. Know? And, and, and it's you... great that there's so many added money events going on across yeah. the country. Guys are having options of where to go and what they want to do and who they want to go and fade and what rooms, you know, I don't want to say quote unquote better, but, you know, what part of the country maybe treats them better or they prefer. So, I mean, it's a great problem to have. And it's great that they were able to work out their differences and, you know, now all is forgotten, you know, or it's water under the bridge at this point. So when 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 guys in the in the pool world is it, there's plenty of jerks in the industry. When people go and can work together, we can be a lot better in general, you know. So, but that's it. As, as, as soon as soon as you as soon as you get healthy competition within these kind of things, everybody gets paid, you know. Because if you want if you want to provide if you want to win a viewership war. You best get yourself the best commentators. You better get yourself the best cameras here, the best setup. You better get yourself the best streaming software. You better get yourself the best players. Everybody gets paid then. Then you've got commentators like the likes of Jeremy Jones. Everyone will be knocking on his door saying, "Hey, Jeremy, I, I want heard, you in the commentary." You know, or I you heard know, you. Know, and and Jeremy will be able to and say, "Okay, well, now it's going to cost you this much because he wants me as well, and they want me as well. Everybody wants to be the best. You know, the bar's getting raised, the bar's getting raised. You're not going to get away with just having some boring idiot sitting on his own." talking shit about two players, that's not going to get you anywhere. You're going to be out of the business pretty quickly. You know, Every, as, as everything starts person. to grow, everyone's got to step up their game, Yeah, whether it's players because of the format or streamers, because there's so many options, whatever it is, you know, everyone's going to have to do it better than what they did it last year and the year exactly. before, you know, it's not going to, it's not going to, it's not going to be enough to turn up with your GoPro and a laptop and stream a, <laughs> and stream a table. That ain't going to get you anything. You know, <laughs> yeah, or, or, your, or your telephone, yeah. You have to you have to charge after every tenth rack. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I think that's a pretty good discussion. Um, I think, yeah. I mean, I guess in conclusion, I just think competition's good. Uh, I mean, in, in the long run, it's going to be good. Uh, I mean, I'm not trying to say that I want Jason Romero's pushed out of the industry. I, I don't want that. I mean, I think some people get a little bit of a pass or, you know, extra leniency. And I think he falls under that category comfortably. So um, I'm glad to see him still working it out, I guess, and events going on as planned and, you know, that's maybe in a couple of years. If you, that's all part of it. If you've, if you've invested in the past, then you should get a little bit of, you know, you you should get a free pass in certain things. You know, we talked about it with Errol when Errol was getting picked, you know, Errol's, put enough into the game and done enough for the game that he gets a free pass on certain things, you know, and those people that are behind the, the behind the scenes that, you know, that, you know, if you're in the business, but you probably don't know as a normal viewer, they, you know, if you've invested, if you've done the right things in the past, then, you know, you get that extra little bit of respect. You get that extra, you know, that extra cheese with a little cherry on the top of the cake uh, because you've <laughs> earned it kind of thing, you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, Want to give a shout out. Thank you very much to Eves. Sent some stars along the way. Thank you very much. Ooh, how's our Star War getting on? See what I did there? That was smart, wasn't it? Are we, are we still having a star party? No. Well, we, we made our bonus, and that was good. And now it stopped. Once you get the So me and Mike are on 30% of that bonus, yeah? 
Ship it. Uh, yep, <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you guys got it. All right. Well, uh, I guess uh, unless there's anything else that you guys wanted to discuss. Nope. I got to run anyway because I got my girls here. So. Yep. I, I yep, think we fun. need to uh, get scooting out of here. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys again. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in and watching. And uh, for those who participated in our star party, thank you very much for that. We appreciate it. And we'll be back, uh, I guess, I guess next week, huh? See you guys. Let's do it. Are you trying to? Are you trying to make a heart, Jim? You're really bad at my camera's in the wrong spot. <laughs> You're really bad at hearts, man. I don't Bye, Mike. All right, let's get out of here. <laughs> All right, <laughs> bye, everyone. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening. If you've liked what you've heard and you want to contribute to the future content that will be made, consider joining the podcast's Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash queue it up. Becoming a Patreon of the podcast will help to create all of the future content that the podcast will have. Special shout out to Dave Peters, Aaron Taylor, Pete Silsby, Morgan Lupton, Ben Young, Robert Miller, Andy Morse, and Bill Pelham for your generous contributions to the podcast's Patreon. If you ever need any more information on what the Patreon system is or how you can contribute outside of the Patreon, please reach out to the podcast or Nate himself. If you would like to contribute to the podcast for free, consider sharing any podcasts or the podcast page on Facebook itself. Also, leaving a review and a rating if you listen through iTunes. It helps others find the podcast. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back soon with another episode of the Cue It Up podcast.